So today on True Crime Tea Time, I have Steph. Um, Steph, do you want to just like give yourself a little introduction? Tell as much about yourself as you want to. <laughs> well, I'm Steph. I'm enjoying 2020 quarantine with a lot of champagne and a lot of true crime podcasts. So I'm really excited to be doing this. It's my first time. Yes, we. I think we've all been doing that, and both of us have some champagne today. So cheers! Cheers. Um, so today on um, this episode, I'm going to be telling you, it's actually a pretty recent case. Um, it's just from a couple years back. Um, but recently, it's become a little bit controversial with some new things that have come to light. So are you ready to spill the true crime tea today? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's spill the tea. <laughs> All right. So today I'm going to tell you about um, Chris Watts. Have you heard about him? Do you know who he is? Does the name sound familiar? It doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so if, once I start telling you a little bit about it, I think you'll, re- you'll it, like, it'll come to memory because this just happened in 2018, um, and it was like a huge case out in Colorado. So just a little bit of a disclaimer for people. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but the story will talk about some details with, um, obviously, murders. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> um, but it does also involve some young children, too. So, you know, people to find those disturbing, please take discretion and stop listening whenever you feel you need to. Are you all right with all of that? I am as all right as I can be with all of that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll try to keep it, you know, as low key as we can, but it's a pretty crazy case. So, um, so Chris Watts um, grew up in a small town in North Carolina. He, you know, really doesn't, there's not much on his background, probably because it is like a really recent case and it's not something where... Like, he killed, like, he's a serial killer, and they've researched his entire life. But, um, I mean, he seemed to have a pretty normal life. He had a really good relationship with his family and his parents. Um, Things changed a little bit down the road, though, once he got married and had his children, which I'll tell you a little bit about. So, Chris met his wife, and I know, I'm probably going to pronounce her name wrong, like, a bunch of times, because it's Shanann. But I always want to say Shannon. <laughs> but it's Shanann. Um, so he Shanann, yes. Um, so he met Shanann on Facebook. He like sent her a friend request one day. And um for Shanann, like this was really a turning point in her life because she was not in good health at this time. I mean, they're like right now, they're how old are you again? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 37. Okay. So they're probably around like around our age so I'm 34 so they're around our age I think they were born in like 83 and 84 so about the same age as us um but Shannon had lupus so you know she kind of had a roller coaster of health problems and at this point in her life like she really wasn't in the best of health so this was kind of like a turning point for her and like a positive thing when she met Chris um which I don't I mean you chime in and let me know but to be like somebody sending me a friend request on Facebook in 2010, I would not be apt to, like, date them. Oh, no. I look up any mutual friends. If we don't have any, we're not going to be virtual friends. No. Especially on Facebook. Like, it's one thing if it's, you know, someone follows you on Twitter or someone follows you on Instagram. Like, sometimes that's different to me. I mean, Instagram, it's like, maybe you almost should make it private because people can be <laughs> real creepers. I don't but... know most of my followers on Instagram. <laughs> me either. So. <laughs> me either. I'm not, like... I don't post things, like, usually the moment I'm there. Like, they can't follow too much. I, I 
probably because I listen to too much true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Life lessons. Exactly. Get a lawyer right. and don't post your location. Done. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it seemed really strange to me that, like, he could just send her a friend request and they could start off this relationship. Um, but it worked. <laughs> hey, love story for the initial age. So... They started dating each other in 2010, um, and then eventually they ended up getting married in 2012. And they moved from North Carolina to Frederick, Colorado in 2013. When they moved, they bought a house together. Obviously, they're married, so they bought a house together. Um, and Chris started working for Anadarko Petroleum Company. So he worked for like an oil company. Um, I don't know exactly what he did. It kind of sounds like he worked in the office. Um, but he worked for this oil company and that kind of comes into play later on in the story. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you know, with, um, Shanann having these health problems and lupus, I don't know a ton about lupus. Do you I have do any experience with, I just know like know. it's an autoimmune disease and I, I had a friend who had lupus and I know like it was the same for her. Like it kind of be a roller coaster. Like sometimes she'd be fine. Sometimes she'd have like issues. So just sounds like it'd be like a battle all the time. But she was never sure that if she'd be able to have children um, because of having lupus. And so in 2012, shortly after, or shortly before, I believe they moved, she ended up um, finding out that she's pregnant with her first child. So she's really excited about that. Um, and then at the end of 2013, as they're living in Colorado, um, her, their first daughter, Bella, is born. Oh, and then, I know. They, their names of their children are so cute. <laughs> um, so then in 2015, they had another child, Celeste. Um, and then some stuff kind of happened, and I didn't look too much into it. But when Celeste was born, um, shortly after they filed for bankruptcy. So I don't know what happened I don't know if it was, it kind of sounds more like it's Shanann's job than his because he worked for the same company for a while. Um, but, you know, once we get more into the story, Shanann sounds like the kind of person who just, you know, if something happened in her life, she just took it upon herself to figure it out and move on. <laughs> what did she do? What was her job? You know, I don't know what she did before that. Um, but her job that she gets after is like, crazy like this completely changes her life <laughs> and and like to me it's kind of like I was reading about it and I'm like this is kind of strange that like she could be so successful in this job so she basically ended up working for a multi-level marketing company and okay. selling products but I was like but like she was super successful in it so kind of crazy <laughs> But super crazy. Have you done any, have you done any multi-level marketing? Oh no. I personally stay away from multi-level marketing. (laughs) Me too. And no shame to anybody that does, but I just like, I've never been one of those people where I could be a salesperson. Like I'm just not that pushy. I'm not like, I just know I wouldn't be good at it. It takes a big personality. I have to have a lot of confidence. You do because you're going to get shot down a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, good for her, though. Well, and especially the company that she worked for. So she worked for a company called Level. um, And they were, uh, like, supplement health product weight loss 
supplement company. So there's how many of those? A million and one. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. For her to be successful in that, I'm like, good, good for you, girl. And I've never heard of this company. No, me neither. So like the herbal life, you hear about like all of those common ones, but I've never heard of this one. Yeah, no, good for her. Um, so after they filed bankruptcy, she started working for Level, um, and they sell those healthcare products, those weight loss supplements. Um, one of the most important ones to note is a patch called the Thrive Patch, um, and it's a patch that I believe you change every day, but I'm not entirely sure, so don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the patch is supposed to like help people lose weight, increase digestion. Um, help them age healthy whatever that means um and you know really just help people lose weight so you know she a lot of these products i know she probably used herself um she you know took the opportunity to let her husband you know use some of the products so they all kind of um supported her business in ways that they could but she moved up really quickly in the company and you know, she often got the opportunity to travel to like Mexico or the Dominican Republic or all of these crazy places that were paid for by the company. <laughs> so, wow. She, working this job alone, got herself to, you know, getting around an $80,000 salary a year. And, you know, she, because she was selling products, she was very, very active on social media, which I feel like, you know, our age is like on the border. Like some of us are really active and some of us aren't. So like she was on all day long, like she was on, would post multiple times a day. Sometimes she'd even involve Chris in some of the, her videos and all of those things, even though he really didn't enjoy being on camera. Um, but I think he, you know, tried to support her as best as he could as part of her job. Right. You got you got to support your partner. Exactly. <laughs> In any way you can, right? Right. Um, guest starring. <laughs> yep. So some people kind of think that, um, you know, I mean, they had some issues. They had bankruptcy, which would be really hard on anybody. But also it would be hard on the family. You know, people who just they're married. They just had two children, like be really stressful. Um but I think a lot of people felt that Chris was maybe a little bit jealous too, because when she'd go on these trips and she'd, you know, she ended up buying a brand new Lexus and, you know, getting all this stuff. And what does he do? You know, he works his normal job and then he has to stay home and take care of the kids all the time when she goes on these trips. Uh. So that's where some people thought, you know, after all of this stuff happened, you know, we're kind of starting to wonder was Chris a little bit jealous? Like, was, you know, did her success play a part in, you know, his actions later down the road? Nobody really knows, but. <laughs> right, a role reversal is really hard. Like, when someone else has the power and then the fun job, like, yeah, you can get a little bit jealous about that. Yeah, and some people, you know, it's like, it's hard for them to realize that it'll affect them because, you know, maybe it's not like maybe they're not goal oriented or they're not, you know, that driven or something. But then when, you know, you see somebody who is and it's the complete opposite, like maybe that, you know, makes you think, oh, well, I could do better, but I don't know how to do it. Or, you know, maybe right. kind of defeats them a little bit. Oh, absolutely. That would be a big struggle. Yeah. 
so, um, you know, she's, she's doing her hustle, working this job. And um, they find out in June, on June 11th of 2018, they announced that they're pregnant with their third child. Um, and I think, you know, this was really a surprise to both of them because I think, you know, after the two, they were surprised that they were even able to have the two. So she is pregnant and she, of course, in her way, announces this on Facebook with a video. <laughs> um, and, you know, Chris is on the video and he actually seems, you know, genuine, genuinely excited about, um, you know, about this pregnancy and, and them having another child. So she announces this um, and they were going to name the boy Nico. I think that's so cute. <laughs> they are so good at the names. They seriously. are. <laughs> Um, so that was June 11th. On June 15th, Shanann um, goes to North Carolina, so where they're from, to um, take her and the girls on a vacation for five weeks. So it's just what? her and the two girls on this vacation for five weeks to visit the family. So, I was about to say, who gets to take vacation for five weeks? But I've been furloughed for five weeks, so... <laughs> Well, I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of like a surprise that, um, you know, I mean, I guess I, um, he eventually joins them later, but I mean, I guess if you like, it's a multi-level marketing company that you are working for, so you can pretty much work for more ever. So five weeks, I guess. Why not? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) So, um. There's a couple things that I'll kind of read that play off with this. So um, a few things to note. So Chris um, and his family, like we talked about before, like they're really close. And um, one of, I think it's just one of, if not both of Shannon and Chris's children had um, like an allergy to, it might've been peanuts. I know it was some sort of like a nut allergy, so Shanann was always like super careful. She, you know, always told everybody, you know, don't, um, if you can, like, don't eat peanuts around the kids. You know, I'm, I've heard that those can be very severe. Like, even if someone's in the same room, like, depending on their reaction, it can be really severe. So they did get into a little bit of an argument via text message. And I won't read the entire thing because it's a mess. But um, I think something happened. Um where Chris's parents were either watching the girls or they were over there and his mom was eating peanuts. And so Shanann obviously got really upset about it. Um, She felt like, you know, they didn't really take it seriously and they didn't care that like, you know, something like that could really make her very sick and possibly even kill her. So, you know, they had some little spats here and there. Um, part of it was about that. And, you know, Chris felt like that really strained his relationship with his parents because he was so close with them. So. (laughs) That's tough. I see both sides of that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, you know, while, um, while they were on vacation, Shanann and the girls, they ended up, um, having some other little arguments here and there over text message. And I'll read you a couple texts that she sent to her friend. Um, 
because this will kind of show, you know, where she was thinking that, um, you know, kind of what was going on in their relationship and, and stuff like that. So on August 9th, so she left to go on vacation on June 25th. So this is probably like about two weeks later. Um, she texts one of her friends and says um, that Chris, like she's worried that uh, like Chris doesn't want this baby, doesn't want the relationship and things like that. So she texts her friend and says, Chris told me last night that he's scared to death about this third baby. He's happy with just Bella and Celeste doesn't want another baby. And of course, you know, being a supportive friend, the friend's like, oh, he's just scared. Everything will, you know, once the baby's here, like, he'll be fine. And she's like, no, he's changed. I don't know who he is anymore. And the friend is like, what do you mean? And so Shanann goes on to tell her about, you know, how he hasn't really, like, been for- there for her. Like, he hasn't touched her. He hasn't kissed her. He hasn't really tried to make any effort to even talk to her and find out what's going on with her. And the friend asks, you know, did he go to your doctor appointment? And, and she said, yeah, but he was really cold. I have no idea what's going on. And the friend <laughs> says, go through his phone. Just make sure there's not another bitch I have to kill. <laughs> what? Oh, my. Wait, another? What's going on? <laughs> oh, okay. It says some other. I love the friend. Um, and, you know, Shanann is just saying, like, this is totally left field. Like, I don't I don't expect this. I don't know what happened. Um, but, you know, she continues later on to send another text message. And I'm not sure if this was the same friend or not. Um, but, you know, they go to the, the doctor appointment and she said that, like, he refused to, like hold her hand while they were there and you know she hasn't really gotten much sleep she's been crying she they planned to have a gender reveal party but they weren't going to have that anymore because she just didn't feel like you know how far along was she at this point yeah. she would have been probably about 14 weeks pregnant okay still early but yeah but you know she's also really worried with her other health problems that you know some it's still early on something could happen to the baby and you know she's just really concerned and this is something that's important to her and she says you know the baby in her belly deserves like his full love and hers and and you know all of these things so um so then the kind of last thing with that and at this point um Chris is in North Carolina and that's where she's you know, going to her doctor appointments and things like that. Um, Shanann leaves to go on a work trip on the 9th of August. So that's the same day she's sending these text messages to a friend. Um, so she leaves to go on a quick work trip and then she's going to meet him and the kids back home in Colorado. While she's on this work trip on August 12th, so this is the night before she goes home, um, she sendi- sends a picture to a friend of hers with a letter that she wants to give to Chris. Um, and basically, you know, in this letter, she's just explaining to him how, 
the last five weeks have been the hardest thing in her life. She misses, you know, their relationship, how it was before. She misses talking to him and having fun with him. And um, she does, you know, she just explains in this letter and it's a really nice letter. Um, but she just explains how like, she doesn't really understand what's happening and what she can do to fix it. Oh, poor thing. It's <laughs> uh, so, so sad and lonely. I know. And, you know, at this time, I'm sure she's vulnerable anyway, being pregnant and, you know, all of this other stuff. And it sounds like, you know, they had a really good relationship before. So I I can see how she's very confused as right. to why it's happening. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I wonder what's going on with him. Well, on the flip side. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not discovered until later on, um, like actually after Shenan goes missing and all of this stuff. Um, well, good old Chris is having an affair. Damn it, Chris! <laughs> um, yep. So he's and he is one sneaky bastard. <laughs> Let me <Ooh>. tell. <laughs> he um, he has been having an affair with actually a coworker. Um, and during this entire time that Shanann is in North Carolina and he's back in Colorado, there are tons of pictures of him with this other girl. Like, they're going to car shows. They're going to, like, all of these things together. Wait, and posting the pictures? The girl is posting the pictures. Oh. But, um, of course, Shanann hasn't seen any of this. But here's how he's sneaky. <laughs> On his phone... He has a fake calculator app that is actually a place to store files. What? And he has all of these photos of him and this girlfriend. Her name is Nicole. He has all of these photos of him and Nicole on this fake calculator app. <laughs> what? I don't even under... Who even uses their calculator? I just asked Siri. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like... I mean, what a way to hide it. I guess it worked. And that's where I thought it was so funny that the friend was like, go through his phone. Right. Right. But the friend should not kill Nicole. The friend should kill no, Chris. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, does Nicole know that Chris is married with two yes. children? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think she feels bad for it in the end. Of course she does. I mean you should but um you know they uh, ultimately at the end of the day like when they're investigating the case they found these pictures on Chris's phone as well as like half naked pictures of Nicole and all the things so the affair is happening it sure is which you know what had she known that it would probably have explained a lot to her would it have made things better no but at least she would have known that, like, yeah, you're right, something's going on. So that didn't even cross her mind, as far as we know. Like, she didn't think Chris I don't think so. Aww. No, it doesn't sound like it. Um, but, you know, I mean, the friends hinted at it. So maybe yeah. it started to go her mind, but... Well, even uh, shooting through his phone, though, who's going to open the calculator? <laughs> like, I, nobody... No, so, <laughs> you can tell how like out of it I am. I'm like, wait, you can hide stuff. 
No, here's my I, password. I have nothing secret on my phone. That would have been like my, I mean, I guess someone who's trying to hide something. Yeah, you're going to find the ways to do it. But that would have been my last thought. Would be like, what apps can I get on my phone to hide stuff? Like, Right. Or if you're going through <laughs> someone else's phone, you poor thing. But I mean, like, why would you even open the calculator? Wow, that is it's, sneaky. Sure is. <laughs> um, so, so Shanann is, you know, finishing up her work trip. She's communicating with her friend back and forth, trying to figure out, you know, what do I do when I get back home? Like, how do I approach this situation? She writes that letter. Um, and then she comes home very, very early in the morning on August 13th. Like, she gets there at, like, 1.50 a.m. Um, and they have security cameras around their house. So you can see her car pull up. You can see her go inside. So, like, you know she made it home. All of that. On... Um, August 13th, like, mid-morning, her friend, who just so happens to be named Nicole also. Oh! <laughs> Not the same Nicole, though. Um, <laughs> her, her friend and co-worker, Nicole, ends up um, reporting her missing. Because, as we talked about before, you know, with Shadan's job and her multi-level marketing she does, she's on social media all the time. Right. And so this co-worker and friend has been trying to text her, has been trying to call her has been trying to get in touch with her all morning and can't. And this is very strange for her. She knows, like, Shanann's online, like, all the time. <laughs> Probably, like, 20 hours a day. <laughs> wow, so that quickly, just that morning, she was like, nope, that's yeah. not like her. Good yep. So um, the police come over and, you know, if you have time, you should go, like, look these videos up on YouTube. They're batshit crazy. <laughs> like, oh, no! So, like, the police end up coming to the house to do a wellness check. Um, and Chris is there. And I remember hearing about the case because I remember seeing, like, the videos of him um, bringing the police into the house. And so, like, the front door was locked. Um, and they had to go around the back and unlock it. And, like, it was just this weird situation of, like, who would... Like, the way the door was locked was really strange. And it wasn't something that Shanann would have ever done. Like, they couldn't get in the front door. They had to go around the back. I don't remember the scenario around it. I just remember watching it. But it was really strange. And so they walk through the house and, you know, Shanann is nowhere. The kids are nowhere. But Shanann oh. is there. Her phone is there. And does Shanann sound like a person who would leave her purse in her phone? Okay, the grocery store is down the street, and I've literally turned around halfway to the grocery store because I left my phone at home. Like, no. Even I don't leave my phone anywhere. Everything's home. No. No. So, I mean, I've left my purse and just taken my phone and my card. Like, that's one thing. But, like, you do not leave your phone and your purse and everything there. Absolutely not. Definitely strange. Um, But she's nowhere to be found. Nobody What's knows Chris saying? Chris says that in the morning, you know, he, he or to go back a step, he says that, um, you know, he knows that she got home because he felt her get into bed. Um, and actually, I think she woke him up and they had sex, which seems kind of strange because they're fighting. But, you know, people do what they need to do. They've been um, away from each other for a minute. Yeah. yeah. And then um, so he knows that she was home. He woke up in the morning. Um, he said that, you know, she woke up and then, you know, he said goodbye to her and the kids and he left for work. 
And, you know, there's video of him loading up his work truck. Um, it's not really clear because his work truck was parked on the other side of her car, I believe. Um, so it's hard to see the entire vehicle. But, you know, you can see him putting stuff in um, and leaving for work. So he says that they were there and he has no idea where she would have went. Wow. So um, I think the other thing they thought was strange with the doors being locked is that the keys were inside. And I think, I feel like she would have had to use the key. Uh, I, I mean, I know there's some doors that you can pull shut and they lock. But I right. feel like the way that theirs was set up, like, you had to have the key. And there was something with the whole thing that was just strange. Okay. Um, but there's, like, a good chunk of video of him walking places through the house. Like, showing them everything. And it's just really, like, he's just acting really strange for somebody whose wife is missing. Pregnant wife and children are missing. Wow. Well, wouldn't there be footage if they left? Exactly. Oh. And that's the other thing. There is no footage of them anywhere. There's footage of her coming home. There's footage of him leaving for work. There is no other footage. What? I mean, they have video, but there's it's like she's not on the video anywhere. So, like, where did she go? Did right. she vanish into thin air? Um, so, you know, everyone's really trying to figure this out and things for a couple of days kind of go back and forth. You know, Chris is talking to the press. He's talking about how, you know, he just wants her and the children to come home and he's very unemotional and some people are that way, but right. people just think it's really strange because he also goes back and says, you know, to the police that when they were fighting before, he was, you know, he and Shannon, shit, Shannon. See, I knew I would say that at one point. Uh, all right. He, that means it's time to take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> so, he and Shannon, when they would fight, you know, they both would be crying. And so, like, to the investigators, they were like, well, you cry when you get in a fight with your wife. Why aren't you crying when your wife and children are missing? So that's kind of what they used as, okay, but this isn't the way that you would normally act. So, you know, it goes back and forth for a couple of days. He's trying to figure out where she is. He's talking to the media. Um, and on August 16th, so 13th, she goes, vanishes from thin air as well right. as the children. So three days later, is that three? Yeah. Yeah, three days later. Math is hard. Um, <laughs> they end up finding Shanann's body in a bedsheet on the Anadarko Petroleum Company property. Convenient. I wonder who works there. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, Mary no. Street, they would decide to put her on his works company property. Right, not uh, that, for somebody that can have a calculator, secret photo app, like, why? <laughs> I mean, and this, I'm assuming he did it, but why? You got smart enough to get the secret app, but you're not smart enough not to put your wife's body at your work. Also, well, and his son. Uh, yep, and she's pregnant with the, the son. Um, and, you know, a shallow, very shallow grave was dug, and she was in there, so... It probably wasn't the easiest, but she wasn't that far underground, so it didn't take them long to find her. Um, unfortunately, they also did find the two girls in the 
oil tanks that were located near Shanann's body. No. So, all... Oh, it's giving me chills. <laughs> so, oh, and essentially all three children mm-hmm. they find dead. Um, it appears that Shanann had been strangled and then the children had been smothered. Oh, those poor babies. And poor Shanann, but oh my goodness. I know. Well, just wait. It gets oh, worse. Okay. It's How the saddest it story. It's the saddest story I've ever oh. heard. And oh. like, for a minute, I wasn't even going to talk about it because I was like, this is just too sad. But there's so much stuff recently that I have to talk about it. Well, it could have um, ha- well I mean, he has to have gotten caught, right? He got arrested. Oh, so what could be happening yeah. recently? You know, you find out all the details. I can't wait. All the details. And it's so sad. Um, but, you know, the, the investigators, they're investigating this case. And they find out Chris has been having this affair with Nicole. And um, Nicole actually ended up contacting the police. That's how they found out. And telling them because she heard about this on the news. And she contacted them. Um, However, she was, before she contacted them, she was really worried about it. Because she remembers hearing about, which is very eerily similar, the Lacey Peterson case. Right. Yeah. So Lacey was pregnant. Scott was cheating. Like, very eerily similar. And so, Nicole was very worried that, um, you know, there would be backlash against her. And, you know, she felt it was the right thing to do to go to the police. Which, I mean, yeah, you're you're sleeping with a married man. But kudos to you for, like, standing up a little bit. Well, right. That, that was very brave of her. So, I mean, good for her. But her. she was really worried about, like, the backlash and, like, what would happen to her that she, before she even went to the police, she Googled, do pe- people hate Amber Fry, which was the one that Scott was cheating with. Oh, my gosh. So, let me stop. My, my boyfriend might have murdered his wife and children, but let me Google Amber, Amber Fry real quick. Right. <laughs> she still made the right decision in the end, though. So, all right, Nicole. Sorry. We'll give that to her. I mean, right. get that. Um, so now it comes down to, they found the bodies. It has to have been Chris. Who the hell else would it be? Right. It's Nicole, but I don't think it's Nicole. Well, she works there too. So it's a good thing she came forward. Um, so there are multiple stories that Chris tells before we get to the true story. And the true story, like the real true story doesn't happen until after he's convicted. Um, so, story number one out of, like, three. Okay. Chris has no idea where Stan and the children are. They were home when he left. I don't know where they are. No idea. Should I know? I'm just, you know, her husband and their father. Should I know that? Should I be worried? <laughs> so, story number one. Okay. We don't need to get too far. That one. check out. Story number two. This is real interesting. So, as we've talked about Shanann and how she feels about her children, her character, you know, I think we've got a good sense of who Shanann is. But Chris claims that he and Shanann got into an argument that morning, um, and she told Chris that she wanted to ha- have a separation, which I would not be surprised if that happened. Right. Um, you know, they hadn't been doing well anyway. 
But um, Chris says that they argued a little bit and she went downstairs to the main level of their house. And then he came down shortly after and found Shanann trying to strangle Celeste, the youngest child. What? And and laying nearby is Bella's lifeless body. So he's trying to say that Shanann already killed Bella and was working on killing Celeste. He came downstairs, was completely shocked, and strangled Shanann. And didn't call the cops. Or yes. try to resuscitate children, or yes, <laughs> strangulation takes a long time. That's not a get off my kids situation. That's also the thing that uh, and we'll get to it in a little bit. But that's the other thing that is discussed is it takes like two to four minutes. Like, first of all, if he witnessed her doing this to Celeste, why is Celeste dead? Right, right. He could have still saved like, her. He could have pushed her away yeah. and saved Celeste. <laughs> Well, of course, the police are like, this is crazy. We don't believe this. Oh, he's not so sneaky anymore. He's a horrible liar. But he he did say that he strangled Shanann. So we're getting a little closer in this timeline. Right. (laughs) So, you know, one will technically two because he's pregnant. Yes. Um, So ultimately, the third story is the true story. So I'm going to leave that for a little bit. Okay. So at this point, these are the stories that police have heard. They haven't really got a true story. Um, so then on November eight or November sixth, twenty eighteen, this is um, when they are starting the trial. Chris ends up surprisingly pleading guilty. Um, a lot of people didn't think he would do that, um, but he pleads guilty to these murders, as obviously the evidence was overwhelming. To all four murders. Okay. Um, a lot of people, including Shanann's family, actually weren't happy with his con- or his guilty plea because they felt like it was forced. He was just kind of trying to get a lesser sentence, and he really didn't believe that that was something that he does, did and he was wrong. And you does know, Colorado have the death penalty. Um. That is a great question. Was he trying to get out of that? Let me look really quick. Capital punishment in Colorado. Capital punishment was legal in the United States of Colorado from 1974 until 2020. Oh, so at this time. Very, very recently must have been changed. So it was. That is a good point. I never would have thought of. <laughs> I'm not. So maybe, I'm not saying that's why he did it, but maybe the death penalty would have been sure. off the table if he well, guilty. murdering four people, like, right. and three of them are children. Right. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, but regardless, the family was not happy. Um, I think they would. Then that makes sense. Actually, they probably would have rather. It's like he didn't plead guilty and then he was found guilty and then we have right. the death penalty. But at least they didn't have to go through the trial then with their daughter true. and kids. Very true. Um, so quickly after, so that was the 6th, on November 19th, he sentenced to life with three life sentences without the possibility of parole. Should have been four. True. <laughs> and, and I don't 
know why they only like they they only I agree I think it should be four um but they only talk about three people in this whole thing Scott Peterson got two right two guilty yes for Lacey and their son and I wonder if it's because of how like how far along she was pregnant if that's the determining factor um but yes I mean ultimately he you know he killed four people if if she wouldn't have died the baby likely would have lived and everything would have been fine right so that's november 19th march 19th so like five months later there is a video that's released and i went on a rabbit hole today and started watching it it's like two two hours long um and it's the entire like interrogation from the police so you can watch the whole thing. You can watch his initial story. You can watch the change in his story. I didn't watch the whole thing. You can watch like all of this stuff. And so this video is released to the public after he's convicted and after he's in prison. And people are just in an uproar. So this is why this case keeps going on and on and on and on. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was in the March of 2019. Um, and I'm just going to read you, you know, now that we're talking about that video this is kind of where his true confession comes into play um, because he ends up um, shortly before the video is released. So on February 18th, he ends up um, conducting interviews and giving his entire confession to, it looks like, um, somebody at the prison where he's being held, which he's being held in Wisconsin prison. Right, right across the border from me. Great. Why is he in Wisconsin? <laughs> I don't know. Great question. <laughs> he got transferred. Um, okay. I know that, like, Colorado prison, I feel like is a... I mean, he should be there, but I think it's a pretty intense prison. Mm-hmm. Like, I always hear about big crimes, like, big, like, drug rings and all this stuff. Like, people are there. So. Okay. Um, so... Uh, he ends up talking to the police, or not the police, um, the people in the prison um, are, that are interviewing him. So do we know why he decided to make this confession? Uh, I think he was bored. Was he like, looking for fame, like Scott Peterson or something? I, I legit just think he's bored because it says that it was the conversation was full of chit-chat that might... <sighs> Um, he was talking about maintenance at his house and favorite restaurants. And, like, I think he was literally bored. Wow. Which makes it even creepier because that means that he's a sociopath. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's so bizarre. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but he sounds creepier. <laughs> okay, from my dining room table with my champagne sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, he talked about everything in this interview. His girlfriend... And then ultimately everything that happened on that day. Um, So this person that's been interviewing him says, you know, I don't want to take you to a dark place, um, but I hope that this will make things better for you. So he ends up saying, um, let's see, that he killed his daughters out of anger with Shanann. He took out 
he took all that anger out on everyone that morning. Um, he said he feels like something else was controlling him and he had no control over the things that happened. And this is his account of everything that happened. So after Shanann returned from her business trip around 2 a.m., um, he felt her get into bed. Um, but he also thought that she likely knew that he was having an affair. He said that they had sex that night and fell asleep. Um, he thinks that maybe that was like the trigger point and kind of set off everything that happened next. He got up and got ready to go to work. And then he actually woke up Shanann so they could talk to each other. He says that um, he was straddling Shanann on the bed as she laid on her back and asked if they could cancel their trip that they had coming up to Aspen. Um, and then asked if they could possibly move to another house. This was Shanann. Um, Shanann asked him if they could move and that this is probably why he thinks that she maybe knew that something was going on and that's why she asked for them to move somewhere else fresh start get some distance yes um and then he says that shanann told him she knew he was having an affair and then started to cry but he denied that he had an affair because he felt guilty and again this is all his account so who knows i don't even think she knew to be honest with you um, but, um, he told Shanann that he didn't think their marriage was going to work and that he didn't love her. And she said, you're never going to see your kids again. You're never going to see them. Get off of me. Don't hurt the baby. And this is all his quote of what she said. Um, so immediately he reacted and he put his hands around her neck and strangled her. What? Yes. <laughs> that was That's not <laughs> Um, every time he says, every time I think about it, I'm like, did I know I was going to do that before I got on top of her? So, like, he kind of acts like he didn't, like, everything was impulse. He had no control over what happened. Um, everything that happened that morning, I don't know. I tried to go back in my head. I didn't want to do this, but I did do it. Um, and then this is where we, when we were talking about, like, you don't strangle someone and they're dead in 30 seconds. Um, the district attorney, like, he recalled that the district attorney said it takes two to four minutes to strangle someone. And so Chris says, why didn't I just let go of her? So it's very strange. <laughs> um, he says that she, Shanann wasn't fighting back and he thought that maybe she was praying to herself. Oh, my and God, I, I know. <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, it gets worse. Um, after he killed her, he was shaking and he didn't feel like he was in control. Then he heard a noise and their older daughter, Bella, came into the room and said, what's wrong with mommy? No. And then she started crying. And he told Bella that she that Shanann didn't feel good. So he wrapped Shanann up in a sheet and tried to carry her down the stairs, lost grip and had to drag her to the truck where he put the body in the back seat. So likely I'm wondering if this is why you can't see in the video, like him putting her in because you couldn't see the passenger side of the car. 
and you couldn't see in front of the car. So like if he drug her around the front of the car to the passenger side, yeah, you could see him putting stuff in, but you couldn't see what it was. Wow. Um, and so all of this noise of him trying to get her body in the truck, such an idiot, uh, woke up their younger daughter who, when he came back inside, she was downstairs as well. Um, he picked up both of the kids and put them in the back seat of the car. So Shanann's no. body's on the floor of the car. And now the kids are in the back seat of the car. What? That's, that's sick. Those like, it's just, girls. this whole case is insane. Um, and it's so sad. Like, these poor children, I feel so bad for them. I mean, I feel bad for Shanann. Um, so the kids are alive, and he drives 45 minutes to his work. Um, he pulls Shanann's body out of the car while his daughters are sitting in the car. Um, they ask him what's going on, and he doesn't remember what he told them was happening. Um, but he came back and he grabbed Celeste, the youngest one, first. Uh, he took her blanket and put it over her head and smothered her in the car seat. When, with Bella sitting next to her. Oh, that's awful. I know. It's just... Like... I And the fact that, like, he's recalling all of this. And he's saying that all of this happened. Like, right. that's not somebody who isn't in control. No, he's not saying I blacked out. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh. it's very clear that he knows exactly what happened. Oh, poor um, Bella. I mean... Poor, all of them are victims, but he poor Bella. Yeah. Oh. So he smothered Celeste and then carried her from the truck to that oil tank that she ultimately was found in. Um, and then came back to the truck with Be- where Bella was sitting on the seat. Um, and then Bella asked him, what happened to Cece? That's what she called Celeste. Oh. Is that going to happen to me too? No. I'm Yes. Oh my um, and he didn't, he said, again, he said he wasn't sure what he said to her, um, but he said he did the same thing. He put her in the oil tank and, um, or in a, he put her in a different oil tank. He said he doesn't remember why he put them in different tanks. Um, but then he also, and this is, gives me goosebumps. He said the last words Bella said were, daddy, no. <gasps> and he remembers I'm so glad he remembers his children's last words. He should have I to hope it haunts him. And and you know, this is part of the reason why I know a lot of people are for the death penalty and I don't want to get into an argument with people, but this is a part of the reason why I'm not, because these people should suffer. Like giving them the death penalty in this case is like putting them out of his misery. Did he sound like that hurt him, that caused him pain? His kids' last words? Has he shown um, any remorse? I, yeah, yeah. He said he said to the investigators, those are my kids, those are my babies. I talk to them every night. I don't know how this happened. I I every night I see pictures of them. Being a dad was the best part of my life and I took it all away. So it does sound like he I mean he could be making all this up. Who knows? <laughs> um, but it does sound like he's a little bit remorseful about what happened. Right. 
So, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, the end of the, the case itself. Um, but what really got me back going on this train is in January of 2020, um, there was new information, not new information, but the case got brought up again because, and I just found this out while I've been researching it, and now I'm going to binge watch these shows. But there are two Lifetime sh- uh, movies and a show about this case. One of them is like a dramatization and it's called Chris Watts Confessions of a Killer. And that's a Lifetime movie. Um, And the other one is called Beyond the Headlines, The Watts Family Tragedy. Um, And the reason that this is so controversial is Shanann's family had no idea these were being made. They were never asked for their input. They were never asked for permission. They had no idea. So when the these were released they ended up holding like a press conference and saying that you know don't take these at face value um and they were really worried about the press and what was going to happen because they've been getting a lot of um like harassment and bullying from people online which is really sad because their family just died right that's (laughs) Um, awful but they're getting, they've been getting a lot of harassment, so they were worried that these new like shows and movies would bring that all back up again. So that's kind of the reason why it's so controversial. And then the last thing I'm going to add, because <laughs> this was... Oh my goodness. Um, was that now Chris states, and maybe this is in one of the movies or the shows I haven't watched yet, but now Chris states, that um, Thrive, the weight loss patch that he was using, was um, part of the reason why this happened. No, you are joking. (laughs) Because it caused him sleep deprivation, and ultimately he just slapped, slapped, snapped from a lack of sleep. No. So so I'm going to leave you with that. (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to do with that? Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel it's her poor family, and now he's trying to excuse it with a weight loss patch. Like, I know. No. So now is, is a, a bit of homework for you. <laughs> now you have to binge watch these shows. Well, you know what? I am furloughed, so I have all the time to deep dive. <laughs> you need to um, binge watch these shows. And then in a couple weeks, we'll come back and we'll do an Instagram live. <laughs> oh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, now I have to go watch the shows and, and you know, reading about the case and telling you about the case. Like, I think we can form our own opinions and the shows will really show if there's a big discrepancy in what we've read and we've heard versus right. what these shows depict. Oh, so I'm I feel really so bad now. for family. They don't want this. And they should I know. have to take it. They, lo- they have been through enough. I know. So, like, my heart goes out to her family. And right. I hope that, especially with all of the new things that have come up with these movies and these shows and stuff, like, I really hope people are treating them kindly and they're doing okay. Because it's really hard for, you know, in a couple of years, I'm sure they're slowly getting over it but you can't ever get over it 
but I'm sure they're slowly healing and now to have it all come up again I'm sure it's really hard for them they're victims too so sending them they very much are sending them all the love poor things it's awful so what I have more champagne waiting for me in the fridge same <laughs> we're both same <laughs> thank you for being on today yeah thank you for letting me do this this was I mean I want to say this was fun but it was also super sad it was very sad. And that's why I was like on the fence about doing this one. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> no, but, but I hope we can do it again. I really loved doing this with you. And yay. I can't wait to hear what's going to happen next week. Oh, next week is. Next week, I think, is going to be an unsolved case. Ooh. So, and I'm not sure. I have a couple people lined up. I don't know which one will be on yet. But hoping that we'll get some input from them on what they think happened. So. Right. Well, episode one was bananas. This one was also yes. insane. So I can't wait to see what you bring <laughs> to us next. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Of course. And okay. keep on listening. <laughs> oh, you know I already subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs>